Psalm 126, verse 1. When, not if, when, shout when. Let me parenthetically insert not if. When, shout not if. When. The Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. That means the church. That means the blood-bought. That means the redeemed. It's saying you may be in captivity now, but not if the Lord delivers you, or perhaps the Lord will deliver you. He shouts when the Lord turns again the captivity of Zion. I dare you to shout, I'm going to come back. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to come back. Shove your neighbor and say, give me some room here. I'm going to come back. I may be down, but I am not out. I may be down, but I am not out. I still got to clap. I may be down, but I am not out. I still got to wave. I may be down, but I am not out. I still got a song. I may be down, but I am not out. I still got a victory dance. I may be down, but I am not out. I still got breath. And as long as I've got breath, as for me and my house, we're going to serve. We don't serve the Lord. I shout when, you shout not if. When? Tell somebody I'm coming back. I'm going to turn around. In fact, if you feel so led, just do one of these right now. Come on, somebody needs to understand you've got more to reach out to than to reach out for than to hold on to. Somebody needs to shout not over what you've lost, but what you got left. We were like them that dreamed to dream. Show somebody and tell them I'm about to dream again. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. I need somebody ready to walk through your neighborhood and have the neighbors that cursed you have to look out through the curtains and say, look at them. Look at what they're driving. Look, they got a for sale sign in front of their house because I understand God gave them a brand new one. Something's happening. Something's moving. We called them cursed and God called them blessed. Your adversary is about to testify of the greatness of your God. Give him praise. It's time to dream again. And then the church says to the devil, ah, you're not gonna take my place and testify. You're not, my enemy's not gonna sing aloud of the praises of my God. They're gonna look at me, my adversary's gonna say, the Lord has done great things for them, but I'm gonna shut my adversary up cause I gotta praise, cause I'm the one that he did great things for. The Lord hath done great things for us. Whereof? We are glad, 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 glad. The joy of the Lord is us. I got to hurry. Somebody say it's time to dream again. How many of you have ever had a Coke? Sit down. How many of you ever had a Coke? I mean Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coke was a Coke. You don't listen to country, do you? Coca-Cola. 
Coca-Cola. Have you ever had a Coca-Cola? I'd like to give the world a Coke. And keep it company. You've ever had a Coke? The first year the Coca-Cola Corporation was in business, they sold 400 bottles in a year. 400. But they decided to dream again. Last year they sold 48 billion dollars worth. Show somebody and tell them, I think I might dream again. Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest basketball player to ever put a round ball in an orange hoop, arguably. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. Wasn't good enough. And then he ended up setting the regular season scoring record for lifetime, scoring an average of 30.1 points a game. He, he decided even after he'd been cut, it was just dark enough to dream again. Am I talking to anybody? Did anybody ever hear it on Mulberry Street? Green eggs and ham, Sam I am. You ever hear of Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss submitted his first book to 27 different publishers. 27. How do you think he felt on number 25? Time to throw in the towel? Time to give up? Time to surrender? Just give one more shout. Somebody in the church, just give one more little feeble hand lifted up. Somebody just say, God is still able. Somebody, somebody understand, let weakness lie limp on the shoulder of God. Our God is able. Let them throw Daniel in the lion's den. He'll dream again, reckon his position toward his face toward Jerusalem, point his face to the Father, and pillow his head in the shaggy mane of the lion, and sleep like a baby all night long, because his God is able. I need somebody to shout, I'm down, but I am not out. Somebody's got just one more praise. I, I want you to give a hallelujah like the greatest miracle of your life was attached to the end of it. Come on, you've been rejected. You've been set aside. You've been told you're not good enough. You've been told you'll never make it. You'll be told you God don't have what it takes. You'll be told you might as well quit. You need to tell every devil, every person, every demon around you right now, I'm down, but I am not out. I got another shout. I got another clap. I got another dance. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss was rejected 28 times by publishers. Finally, 27. On the 28th attempt, a publisher that didn't know any better took his book, called him to think I saw it or heard it on Mulberry Street. He sold a few copies of that first book, six million. Rejected. Cast aside. Some of you are in a holding pattern. Hold on. Delay is not denial. I need to make an announcement. Every single prophetic word ever spoken over your life will come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie, neither. Somebody needs to just bless him for a minute. It's time to dream again. Go tell three people you can't have my dream.
to dream again. There are two things you have to have. Number one, you have to have endurance. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. There's only one way to build up your endurance. Keep running the race, honey. There's only one way to build up your endurance. Have faith. There's only one way to endure. Having done all to stand. Well, just stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Tack on the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Come on. Somebody feels like you can't. Come on. Just one more. 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 Just. Somebody needs to shout for me. I ain't got no shouting voice here. Come on, exercise your faith. Build your spiritual lungs up. God's taking you through what he's taking you through to get your lungs developed enough that you can shout over the victory he's about to give. by darkness I'm down inside this pit I can't go no lower I can't got nobody out there to reach out to but I can see the light and it's straight up and I'm about to come on up out of here now shout my only way out is up got to become inspired by words like impossible. You went quiet on me. Impossible. Glory. You can't have. Thank God I'm about to get to. You'll never have a baby. I'm about to have twins. You're about to get thrown in the fire and Jesus is about to be in there with I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't shout. I'm coming out of here. We got to get inspired by words like incurable. Your first response when the doctor walks in and says you have to die and cannot live should not be ah. It ought to be where's my oil?
This is the all-purpose elixir. They shall lay hands on the sick. Is any sick among you? Let them scream and run for cover. Let them cast aside their dream. I dare you in the name of Jesus to plant your feet, lift your hands and shout, I will live and I will not die. Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. We ought to get inspired by words like insufferable and intolerable. We ought to become those who are not called great because we never failed, but rather because we decided we had the dogged determination to dream again, shout now. The average Christian these days a harmless enough thing. He's a weak, sick little eaglet that cannot mount up with wings. He's a spit pilgrim that long ago has given up the journey and sits by the wayside with a waxy smile, attempting to gain whatever pleasure he can from sniffing a few wilted flowers he's plucked along the way. You can have your 45 minutes of nothing. Something's happening. There's a stirring in the mulberry bushes. There's a trembling under our feet. Revival has come to America. I'm gonna stand right here today and shout it. America is about to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan has succeeded in weakening our resolve and neutralizing our power and taming our original urge to dream. We become little more than a sad statistic that contributes to the financial upkeep of what we call the religious institution. If we want to escape, all we have to do is accept the currently acceptable, low-keyed, low-live, quiet, done-in-a-corner, peaceful little 45 minutes on Sunday morning and stop dreaming. That'll weaken your power, stunt your growth, render you harmless to the kingdom of darkness. Compromise will take the pressure off, but the end result will be a life of peaceful stagnation and end up with the surrendering of your dream. Shout, I'm about to dream again. The crown of victory goes not to those who, who realize that they're never going to make it, but rather those that realize I may be down, but I am not out. Those who stand fearlessly and formidably in the face of defeat and though tempted by compromise, tried by complacency and delayed by darkness, remain resolute in their relentless assault against that demon spirit called surrender. There will be that thousand at your left hand and 10,000 at your right that will surrender to distraction, submit to defeat, succumb to the daily onslaught of the devil. They will become casualties of the crypt condition called compromise and they will never ever dream again but the prize 
is reserved not for those that begin but for those that finish the race and embrace the darkness those who will not be denied in their God-given vision nor delayed in the pursuit of their promise and shout with me today it's just dark enough for me to dream again somebody needs to declare nothing I've done I'm talking to somebody Nothing I've done, nothing I'm doing is as great as what I'm about to dream. Oh, glory to God. I may be down, but I am not out. There's still a God that creates, a king that redeems, a spirit that fills, a triumphant, victorious church of Jesus Christ. There is still a prayer that is heard and answered. I will arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. I will not fear the darkness. I'm going to make it a backdrop for my dream. On the ebony canvas, the bright and shining star of my future, I'm going to dream again. I may be down, but I am not out. And I'm going to dream again, whether hell likes it or not. I'm going to dream it again and gain the applause of heaven. I'm going to dream again because I do not have spiritual paralysis. I'm going to dream again because God Almighty said he would never leave me and never forsake me. I'm going to dream again because he taught me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall condemn. Somebody shout, I'm going to dream again. If you will permit me, I'll break that depression off of you today. I want to take you very quickly. I won't have time to expound upon it. But I want you to go over to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel. Let me give you just a little bit of background. David is the king of Israel. But David had a porn problem. He was the original internet browser and became a low-life, peeping Tom, first-degree, premeditated murderer. David, at the time, your Bible says, in chapter 11, where the kings went forth to war. Now your Bible plainly teaches you that there is a time and a season. 
a purpose for everything under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to weep, a time to rejoice, a time to speak, a time to remain, refrain from speaking. Don't look at your wife. A time of war and a time of peace. I fear that what is coming out of the modern pulpits of America is nothing more than a well-rehearsed attempt to teach the people of God the fine art of searing their own conscience. To the point where we can no longer blush. We can no longer feel shame. We can no longer be ashamed of our sin. We can no longer speak of our sin. Let me share with you. If you are not aware of your shame, you cannot exchange at the cross of Calvary your shame for his glory. David stayed at home in rest and recreation, in comfort and convenience. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. declared, it is not how one stands in times of comfort and convenience, but rather is one still standing in times of challenge and controversy. Somebody's got to build up a little spiritual endurance. Somebody's got to learn to embrace the darkness. Somebody's got to jump up and down in your pit like a pogo stick and shout, I'm just about to come up out of here. But rather, they will say it's too difficult to go to church at World Harvest. It's too demanding. The services are too long. I don't like to jump up and down. I don't like to wave. And what's all that singing about? And those young people up there spinning around like a top. David did far better. David did far better when he went and got a hold of the Ark of the Covenant with the Word of God and brought it up out of the house of Obed-Edom where it had blessed everything that it touched and he went six paces and then he had to set the Ark down and he took off his kingly robes. Some of us get all too comfortable in what we've achieved in the church and ignore where we are in the kingdom. You want me to quit? know this. You want me to quit? You sure? Well, shout really big and loud then. Let me... I want to teach you how to dream again. And step number one is you got to get out of your comfort zone Mount up with wings like an eagle, spit in the face of your adversary, tug on the devil's cape, and let him know greater is he that is in me. I'm 
not about ready to succumb to distraction or surrender to defeat. I'm just not about ready to give up on my dream. I know it's dark. It's supposed to be dark. That's when I dream. And the darker it gets, the greater my vision. So let the storm clouds rise. Let the dark clouds rise. They don't worry me, for I'm sheltered safe within the arms of God. He walks with me, and not of earth shall harm me, for I'm sheltered. Somebody just do this for me. Just go, ooh. Can't touch this. Somebody's about to get a passing through anointing. God's about to make your enemy your footstool. God's about to make the mistake of your past the mechanism of your deliverance. I'm trying to preach up in here. This ain't no lesson. I've dove in on this about 20 times. Never have gotten to point number one. Somebody's dreams come alive. Somebody gave up on your business. You're about to have three. Somebody gave up on ever having a child. You're about to have twins. Somebody thought you'd never get a new automobile. It's about to get provided by the devil and he's gonna have to put a bow on it. Somebody's child's coming home. Somebody's marriage is getting restored. Somebody's about to dream again. What I'm trying to tell you is at the time when, when the kings went to war, David decided to stay home on Sunday night. Not to make it on Wednesday night. To stay home and surf. When you go where you shouldn't go and see what you got no business seeing, you're about to do what you had no business doing. He went out on this balcony, and wouldn't you know it, there's Bathsheba, and she ain't no ugly girl. All airbrushed. Body double. There she was. And David, David, you see, he's gone soft now. He's lost his praise. He's on the front rows. He's put his kingly garments back on. He's a somebody. God will reduce you till you know you ain't nobody. to make the somebody he always intended for you to be. Some folk, can I slip this in, need a little tragedy in their lives. Some folk need to know what it's like to hurt, to be denied. Everybody knows how to shout on the mountain. Every preacher knows how to preach the mountain. God, give us somebody brave enough to tell us what to do when it's not working. 
God, give us a preacher that'll tell us what to do when everything's falling apart. And we don't know where to turn. And we not only can't make the ends meet, we can't find the dang things. The first thing you do is get out of your comfort zone. Stop being complacent. You'll get in trouble there. If you don't feel like you need to pray more this week than last week, you're headed for trouble. Preachers that think they can exist in yesterday's anointing, you're headed for trouble. Pacifying the people with your three points and a bit of pablum just so they keep the dollars coming in. I'm coming. (laughs) David saw Bathsheba. One lie begets another. She was a married woman. So he got Uriah the Hittite and went to his generals and said, put Uriah at the heat of the battle and don't let me have any word back, but he's dead. I've seen something and I want it. So now fast forward, along comes the prophet of God and said there was a wealthy man with a lot of lambs and a poor man with one. And the wealthy man refused to eat of that of his own table and killed the lamb of the poor man and ate it for himself. And David declared, where is such a man? And I'll put him to death. And the prophet said, you the man. David repented and he said, because you repented, you shall not die. But the child in her womb will not live. Now we pick up the story. David is undergoing what no parent should ever undergo. Watching their own child suffer and die and be buried before their time. Especially when he was the cause. And so you pick up the narrative. And the Bible says in verse 18, on the seventh day, the child died. Now I need to parenthetically insert something right here. If you think you're never going to mess up, you need to go home now. I don't even want to talk to you. I need to talk to folk that messed up today. The question is not, are you going to mess up? Yes, you're going to mess up. God is not interested in your mess up. God is interested in your get up. You need to tell somebody, I'm about to get up out of my mess. I created it, I made it, I'm responsible for it, and I'm trusting God to get me out of this mess. It was on the seventh day that the child died, and on the eighth day, a new beginning. Shout, it's time to dream again. 
David realizes that child is dead. He's got a decision to make. He can go on and be discouraged. He can be distraught. He can be dismayed. Or he can make another decision. He can dream again. I'm trying to talk to you. Some of you are enjoying your defeat. And the rest of us has had it listening at you. I don't want to hear how sick you are, how depressed you are. I don't want to hear about everything the devil's stolen from you. I don't want to hear about how it used to be. I don't want to hear about what you used to have. I want you to stand up on your feet right now and shout at the top of your lungs, I'm about to dream again. Shout! I gotta quit. Somebody's gotta quit letting their condition determine their position. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I know what you did last week. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. He is Jehovah Rapha, the eternal and self-existent one that heals. How are you? I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Well, I've got this doctor's report. Well, I've got another report. I don't have time to stay there. Go to point number one. I'm just going to run through them. The first thing that that David did was to get up. Now listen, laying on the ground is a beautiful posture for repentance. And once you've done it, get up and hush. God does not need you to rehearse your sin nor your failure. I was praying one time. I'm just praying away, man. I had worked up a lather. I was praying, oh God. We Baptists, we think God's first name's O. Oh God. And I'm praying. And I felt something tap me on the shoulder. I mean, it was real. I turned around like that. There wasn't anybody there. So I knew to say, yes, Lord. He said, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm praying. He said, no, you're not. You're complaining. Are you praying or complaining? The first thing that David did was to get up. He arose from the earth. I'll come back through them. Secondly, show somebody and tell them, you got to get up. No, watch this. You got to get up in your countenance. You got to get up in your posture. You got to get up in your spiritual life. You got to get up in your praise. You got to get up in your prayer life. You got to shake yourself off. You got to shake the dust of your defeat off of your clothes. You got to get those weighted hands and hearts and heads lifted up. Secondly, he washed himself. Now, let me me share with you. The only way out of your mess 
that you created is to wash yourself in the water of the word. You have to put yourself in front of the mirror of the word. The Bible says the natural man is like a man that beholds himself in a mirror and goes his way and forgets what manner he is, a man he is. This will tell you who you are. Someone asked Brother Wigglesworth one time, a man that raised seven people from the dead. They said, Brother Wigglesworth, how are you? He said, I have no idea. What do you mean, Brother Wigglesworth? He said, he said, Smith Wigglesworth never asked Smith Wigglesworth how Smith Wigglesworth is. Well, then how do you know? He said, I consult this book. And this book says I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the first and not the last. This book says I'm blessed and highly favored. This book. Okay, you quit on me. Thirdly, he anointed himself. I wish I had time. I said, I, I said, I wish I had time because y'all sang about it so beautifully today. Verse 2, Isaiah 61, verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the vengeance of our God to comfort them that mourn in, in Zion. Listen to this. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Are you ready? If you're gonna dream again, you've got to allow him to apply the oil of joy for your mourning. Let me, let me give you the actual translation of what God's about to do for you. He's about to give you the shining of cheerful anticipation. Now tell somebody something good's about to happen to me. You might just want to give me some room because something good's about to happen to me. I'm about to exchange my mourning for a spirit of expectancy because the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of my miracle. I'm anticipating a miracle. Is anybody having a good time? He's about to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Okay, I'm about to quit. Just touch somebody and tell them, and just cover me. No, tell them, I'm going in. I'm not gonna sit in rest and recreation anymore. I'm running in the darkness. I'm running to the darkness. I'm coming up out of this pit. Now, now cover me, I'm going in. Because he's about to give you the cover of celebration for the spirit called hopelessness. He's about to give you the garment of praise, the cover of celebration. You want to thwart your adversary. You want to get into victory. You want to confuse, confound, and dismay the devil that's tormenting your tracks. Get to shouting now. Come on, somebody's praise is about to steal their avenger. He can't see you when you praise. He can't grab hold of you when you're shouting. He can't stop you when you're dancing. Somebody needs a praise attack.
You felt hopeless, praise him. You felt hopeless, shout. You felt hopeless like you could never dream again, wave, clap, dance. I'm going to tell you this. I had a cousin named Freddie. You heard me give his testimony before. We got four minutes before the Baptist dismissed, and I'm going to use every one of them. You listening? Are you tired? Have I held church too long? You want me to do that 45-minute thing for you? Perform for you like a trained seal? Or you want to get a hold of something that shakes the devil like a rat terrier? Shake the mouse! And Freddie, Freddie got ready for school one day. My mom and dad were watching him. He stayed all night with us. And he came downstairs in about, I don't know, either third or fourth grade. And he came down. You ever see that Christmas movie where that little boy with the glasses is going to shoot his eye out with a BB gun? You ever see that? And his little brother goes outside to play in the snow and he can't move like that. Well, that's the way Freddie came downstairs to go to school. And my mother said, Freddie, what on earth? She said, take off that shirt. He took off that shirt and there was another shirt. She said, take that off. He took off that shirt and there was a pajama top. He took off that pajama top, there was another shirt. He had on four pajama tops and three shirts. She said, Freddie, what are you doing? He said, well, I just put my clothes on today. She said, Freddie, you can't put on today's clothes still wearing yesterday's clothes. That word kalaf, that word kalaf, it means to get over it. It means to take off. I dare you to shake off that spirit of heaviness like Paul shaked off the shook off the serpent. Shake it. Change your clothes. What else? Shout, get over it. Oh my God, shout, get over it. Well, they hurt me. Well, they didn't use me. Well, they didn't recognize me. Well, I didn't get that. Why don't you get over yourself? So God can put you over. to forgive somebody you need to forget something well the church is a bunch of hypocrites 
Well, it went that way when you showed up. Get over yourself. Next, he came to the house of God. You're not shouting now. They said, David, stay home. There's a good ball game on. David, stay home. Your children have schoolwork to do. David, stay home. You got papers to grade. David. And David said, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. I've lost everything. And I'm on my way to get it back and more. And the only place I know to get it is in the house of God. Let me tell you something about right here. There's a whole lot of history in this room. There's a whole lot of healing and deliverance and salvation and joy and victory and peace and deliverance and might and dominion and hope and peace in this room. David said, I'm not gonna run away from you. I'm gonna run to Give me another one. He began to worship. Not praise. Anybody can praise. You can be committing sin right this moment and praise. That's why the church is so confused. Oh, look how anointed they are and live like the devil. No, they just praise. They can't worship. Because praise is for what he did. Worship is for who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you can't worship in sin because worship has to do with intimacy. Worship has to do with honesty. You got to come clean, bare, strip yourself. Here I am. Number seven. Here it is. He refused to rehearse his past. Come here, Lisa. That beautiful Southern gospel song. Was that the first time you've ever done that? No, sir. That wasn't the first time you've ever done that? No, sir. You rehearsed that song? Yes. You rehearse a thing to perfect a repeat performance. So if you keep rehearsing your failure, you are multiplying your ability to be really, really good at failing. But somebody, somebody's got to shout I'm about to dream again. He refused to rehearse his past. Number eight. The greatest wisdom came from his greatest mistake. Your Bible said when it was all said and done, he'd washed himself. He stood up. He repented. He refused to rehearse his past. He changed his clothes. He got on the cover of celebration for the spirit of hopelessness. And there he was. And God said, what are we going to do now? And God said, your greatest mistake, David, is about to become the mechanism of your deliverance. And with the very woman he had committed adultery with, your Bible said when the pain behind him was eclipsed by the promise in front of him. David went into Bathsheba, his wife, she conceived and bare a son. His name was Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. 
Are you ready for your mistake to become the mechanism of your deliverance? Are you ready to come on up out of that pit? Are you ready to dream again? Then put on the cover of celebration for the spirit of hopelessness now! Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.